I'm James Cridland, the radio futurologist. At the recent podcast day in London, I was asked to share three of my favourite podcasts. And as always, I decided to slightly subvert the brief to really be three podcasts that we can learn from. This is Reasons to be Cheerful with Ed Miliband and Jeff Lloyd. Hello. Hello. This was my first choice, Reasons to be Cheerful with Ed Miliband and Jeff Lloyd, produced by Emma Corsham. Now, Ed Miliband used to be the leader of the Labour Party in the UK, and he came across as a deeply awkward, barely human, and really quite unlikable person. But the intimate nature of podcasting has changed all of that to me. He's good fun, he's nerdy, he's self-aware and endlessly inquisitive, and the podcast itself is a great listen. Perhaps that's why most of the US presidential candidates are doing lots of podcast appearances at the moment. It's easy to overlook what podcasting has to offer to really help to get to know someone. They've just launched a spin-off, Cheerful Book Club, where Ed interviews non-fiction book authors. That's worth a listen as well. Podcast number two is... The latest from podnews.net. Yes, it's mine. The Podnews podcast. I know, shameless. Now... I don't actually want you to get it. The newsletter is better, but I'm mentioning it for two reasons. Firstly, great advice for any podcaster is to keep things simple. There's no interviews, no features, just a quick rundown of the news every day so it works well and it's very scalable. You can even record it on a phone. So resist the temptation with your new podcast to chuck everything in. But secondly, it highlights the power of news briefings. This podcast gets at least half of its total downloads from Google Assistant and Amazon Alexa's news briefing services. They're a massive and relatively untapped market for podcasters and broadcasters alike, and you should look into them. And the third podcast? Let's take a listen. Carl, does it start to look familiar? Yes. I know. I've been here before. But it is a long time since. Yeah. It's like a collection of boulders here, all jumbled up, and it's almost like they rolled down from the, the mountain and they're covered in moss, most of them. Was she in amongst the rocks? She was laying with... Her head down there and her legs up here. It was burned in all the front and it was uh, some burned uh, wood uh, from an earlier fireplace and it smells a little of what? Burned flesh. I felt it when we arrived here. You felt it was... Okay, we are here. That is a clip from Death in Ice Valley. It's a true crime podcast, and it's awesome. It was a podcast I was genuinely excited for every single episode release. I didn't even want to read the episode titles in case they had a spoiler in them. It's a wonderful thing. Now, there are maybe three things we can learn from it. Firstly, the space it gives its subject. You just heard it. It's gloriously unhurried in a way that radio typically isn't. Second, they could have recorded all 10 episodes at the same time, but they didn't. 
They spent time and energy on a community on Facebook and built in feedback from the audience in every episode. He made a real difference to the series, and it's something I'd highly recommend. And third, for those of you working in public radio, this just goes to show that collaborations like this between two big public service broadcasters actually can work. The ABC in Australia and the CBC in Canada are also working together on cross-promoting their podcasts. There's plenty we can do if we work together. If you're a fan of this podcast, they've just taped a new live show, which is released on June the 24th. There's plenty we can learn from podcasting. I'd love to hear more that are worth learning from. You can get my weekly newsletter at james.crid.land, current nearly weekly, and daily podcast news at podnews.net. And until next time, keep listening.